Hello, everybody. This is Matt Harrington with Marketing Vermont. You're listening to an exclusive podcast feature of our Marketing Vermont uh, platform. Uh, as we've talked about, uh, every now and then we're going to do podcasts where we interview change makers, change agents, people that are doing it right in the industry. And so we have none other than the Commissioner of Tourism and Marketing for the state of Vermont, Wendy Knight. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, listeners. Wendy, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Um, we've had a good partnership, just even working, uh, wearing my chamber hat, but I also think that you've just done some real revolutionary things in the, in the industry. Uh, and so, you know, some of our audience members are small business people that want to hear what maybe is the cutting edge of marketing or even what their own tourism department's doing. Um, but also we have an, other audience members that are in different states or possibly in even different departments in different states that we'd love you to share some of your insights, uh, some of your tried and true and practiced things, things that have worked, maybe even things that haven't worked, to give some of our audience some guidance on that. Absolutely, it's a pleasure to be here. So one of the things we know uh, that seems to be universally true in a lot of state agencies is that there's little money, right? So mo a lot, Vermont Department of Tourism Marketing, we have a $3 million tourism marketing budget. That is the second smallest budget tourism marketing budget in the country. Most tourism marketing budgets are 15 to 18 million. Uh, and I hear this from a lot of other types of agencies. So if you are working in a nonprofit organization or a small business or a government agency, you tend to have smaller budgets and so you really need to be creative and innovative with what you do with those small budgets. And Ab so Absolutely, and, and we're gonna talk uh, a lot about that, Wendy. Uh, just in, in the efforts that you've done in the last two years that you've been in the position. So, so rewind a little bit. Give us a background of what VDTM, or Vermont Department of Tourism Marketing, actually does for the state of Vermont. Kind of what's within your control and what are some of the projects you've been working on. Sure. So what we do is we are the basically the internal in-house marketing agency for the state. So our job is to market the state of Vermont as a tourism destination, but also as a place for employees, workers, and entrepreneurs and businesses to come. So our mission is not just um, marketing to the traveler, but it's marketing to people who might want to live here as well. Um, within the Vermont Department of Tourism and Marketing, we have a, a small team of very, very talented, highly skilled communicators and marketers. So it, this isn't your typical state government agency or, or organization. We have very skilled people that come from the private sector that understand how to market. So we're a team of eight and a half people, including myself, and we the gamut of marketing runs from digital advertising, social media marketing, email marketing. We do a lot more video now. We do travel and trade shows, and I can walk you through the details of that. Um, we work really closely with our counterpart department, the Department of Economic Development, on the Think Vermont Economic Development Initiatives, which are designed to let people outside of Vermont know that Vermont isn't just a place to come and tour the uh, museums and sample the craft beer and go skiing, but it is a place to consider working, living, and setting up a business. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like you've really built that team up of um, multi-capable talents, and so it's not that even just one social media person, although that might be their, their spearhead or what they're focusing on, 
but really that, that they, they have to come with a whole broad array of kind of marketing knowledge for the, the many, many platforms that you're on. Exactly. So if you think about a marketing uh, campaign and you think about marketing the state as a tourism destination, the website, vermontvacation.com, is the anchor of that digital uh, marketing. And so everything we do tries to draw people to that website to give them resources for either planning a trip or being inspired for a trip. Um, or, or when they're here, thinking about things that they want to do while they're here. And so we have our, our email marketing drives people to the website. So we have a, a consumer newsletter that goes out to 125,000 people, and it's sort of designed to showcase, okay, here's a snapshot, come to the website to read more information. Mm -hmm. Our social media platforms have grown significantly in the last you know, couple of years. Obviously, people are making decisions based on what their peers and their family are recommending, so we're seeing social media play a much more important role in terms of marketing Vermont as a destination. One, because you, Vermont's so visually appealing, right? So Instagram, for example, you can put the beautiful photos on there. More and more, we're using video, which are very engaging. A lot of people like to watch the 15-second interviews um, that we do that showcase the state, they showcase the makers of the state, and so we're seeing that people are drawn to those channels, whether it's, mostly it's Instagram, but it's YouTube as well, a little bit of Facebook, they get inspired, they come to the website for more information. And, and in a way, in a revolutionary way with marketing, uh, I don't want to say easier, but isn't it great when your mom or your friend or your buddy from college is the brand ambassador? Uh, rather than that old advertising company that used to do it uh, eons ago. So in a way, we've had this nice little uh, coming back to what marketing was all about, which was sharing the good narrative, sharing the story of something that you might want to experience, and mom, dad, brother, sister, cousin are now leading the charge on that because they're resharing it on Facebook or taking a picture on Instagram. Exactly. And then you have what's called influencers, right? So you have the blurring of a journalist or a blogger and an influencer, and we use all of them. I mean, there are very different distinctions between uh, a professional writer that's writing for the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. We work a, a lot with the media as well. So we want to let the journalists know of the, the things that are new and interesting about Vermont so that they can write their stories. Because to your point, if you are getting information from social media or you're getting information from an article that's much more impactful from a, a consumer perspective than reading an ad and clicking on sure. an ad. In, yep. in the heyday of, you know, years ago, right, we used to do print advertising, and that was a way for brands to let their consumers know about the brand. Well, we do very little print advertising these days, one, because we find that digital marketing and digital advertising is much more effective. Mm. Someone sees a print ad, you have no way of knowing whether that's drawing them or, you know, directing them to come to Vermont. Great. Well, so... Uh, part of the uh, Scott administration you've been on here for about two and a half years. Uh, come from the private sector, you've been doing uh, PR and, and marketing uh, in your previous life. What has been maybe the most surprising when you're dealing with the scale of Vermont brand and maybe what has been most challenging? Okay, so Vermont 
has an incredibly iconic brand. And so one of the things that I realized is how much people know about Vermont, um, for example, and how much they're, whether they haven't been here themselves, what they hear about Vermont, what they hear from others, what they see, the, the, the films that are shown here, the, the skiing, um, they're really in, in excited about Vermont. One of the things that I found really interesting in the state-to-state, -state, um, we'll talk about yeah. the survey of the people who were finding out about the state-to-state weekend or coming to the state-to-state weekend is 31% of them had never set foot in Vermont. So this iconic brand is really strong. Coming from the private sector to the public sector, of course, has its challenges, right? Yeah. So, you know, as you mentioned, I had my own. But I've worked for myself either as a, you know, a journalist or a marketing executive or a communicator, and so you're you're basically coming in as an entrepreneur, yeah. where you kind of make your own decisions and you work with your clients to a very structured state government kind of bureaucratic organization. I will say the one thing that I found surprising is how within our department. We are very innovative, and in how much freedom I have to work with our team, the eight, eight and a half people, including me, to create really innovative ideas like the State of State program and, and, and really pursue innovative marketing strategies. So we operate in a very innovative environment, and I've actually been surprised by that. You mentioned State of State. Um, uh we're a partner with you in that, but just for our audience, big 100,000 foot view of what the state of state is, and then you and I were just talking before, just uh, not only the benefit, the, 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 the finalized benefit of having people move here because of the program, but even the earned media of something like that. So talk to us a little bit about state of state and just kind of the good ramifications of the earned media on it. Exactly. So. One of the things we talked about earlier was the Think Vermont Economic Development Marketing Initiative. So the, one of the number one priorities of this governor, Governor Scott, is to grow the economy and grow our tax base. We have a, you know, a demographic challenge where we have an aging population, a declining birth rate, and, and a, a shrinking workforce. We desperately need workers in Vermont. And we need those workers to bring families, to put people in school, and to grow our tax base. So when I look at our visitors, we have 13 million visitors that come to Vermont every year. We already know throughout the years that people come to Vermont, they come to ski, or they come to a wedding, and they really like it. They're really excited about the quality of life and the good schools and just how peaceful it is, access to outdoor recreation. So we know that organically people come to Vermont as visitors and then they decide to move here or buy a second home or bring their business up here. So what we decided to do is create a specific program for those people who might be interested in Vermont and living here and working here. Um, and so rather than create a ski weekend for three days or a romance weekend, we created this stay to stay weekend that starts off with a Friday welcome reception where we bring the community out. You know this, you organize it. So realtors come and people from the school and employers and community leaders to come out to welcome the guests that come in. On that Friday night, we have a welcome bag. It's just like a big welcome reception for these folks that they can meet the people in those communities that are gonna then help them live here and relocate here, whether it's finding a, ha a, a, a housing, you know, finding a job, finding out what the childcare is and what to do. And then Saturday and Sunday, they kind of explore on their own. They might, you know, arrange to meet with a realtor. They might go skiing. They might just go antiquing or whatever mm -hmm. they want to do. And then Monday, that's where they have job interviews and they meet with employers. They, again, have a, you know, an effort to go around with a realtor. 
or they'll go visit a co-making or a co-generator -gen space or yeah. a co-making space, co-worker space. Because a lot of people that live in Vermont don't necessarily want or need jobs. There's this entrepreneurial sort of sector and we want to make sure that we're showcasing how Vermont can be for workers that are remote workers. And so last year one of the things that pretty much everyone in the country heard about was Vermont's remote worker incentive program. Yeah. $10,000, yep. Exactly. The state would pay up to $10,000 over the course of two years for people who could work remotely and chose to work in Vermont. And we have another initiative coming out um, the governor will sign the bill this week. It'll start in January. That's meant to incentivize people to take Vermont jobs. So, mm. you you want to live in Vermont? Southwestern Medical Center has a job opening. This might help you with those relocation costs because it's expensive to move. Sure, sure. It sounds a lot like necessity breeds innovation, and Vermont is in need right. uh, of people, uh, businesses, innovation, and so uh, in and among that state of state kind of came into your head one weekend, yes. uh, you presented it to the governor, governor signed off on it. Last year was the pilot program. Talk to us a little bit maybe about the results and then, you know, as I mentioned before, just the earned media, just the, the, the you know, NBC Nightly News, right. uh, Washington, v Post. Washington Post, NPR. Talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing even in one year of its infancy and, uh, and also the media benefit. So, as you mentioned, the pilot program was 2018. We had four distinct weekends, and we started in three specific communities, Bennington being one, Brattleboro, and then Rutland. And these communities were, were selected for obvious reasons. One, there we had a really strong local partner like the Chamber that was willing to work with us and be the boots on the ground for the program. And then we had to have employers that were hiring, and we needed a co-making or co-worker space. So those bases were covered. Um, we, it, was, it really sort of very much grew organically. The very first weekend we had just announced it, the governor had just announced it, so we only had a handful of people that showed up. As we started getting the earned media, the national media attention, we started to see that each subsequent weekend had more enrollment. And what we found out from the program is these are very qualified leads. Mm -hmm. These are people that are very motivated to move to Vermont. You know, you met them. They had specific questions. Um, they wanted to go meet with people in certain sectors. It, it, it reminds me of a very good uh, funnel in the sense that uh, just the program that earned and then even in the beginning, you know, really putting some marketing dollars from your agency into digital and social. They pop into the funnel. They fill out that form. They're in the middle of the funnel. They're getting contacted by me. They have a decision right. and a call to action to make which is where are you putting your lodging, where are you staying this weekend, and really committing to the weekend. They come for a weekend, they get inundated with great community members, uh, uh, whether that be also employers, uh, mm -hmm. real estate, uh, having some time to just kind of breathe in the Vermont mm -hmm. air, but also really some structured nights on Friday, and then uh, for us in Bennington, we do a Monday morning coffee. And you can almost visualize kind of that funnel working like you would through a, through a marketing campaign, but this is marketing slash relocation right. slash changing your life and moving to Vermont. And so it's very fascinating within one weekend and really within one click of a button to a form field, to us generating that lead to a weekend, the, you know, a lot of these people are making that decision even Fairly after quickly. the yeah. yeah, exactly. So unlike a decision to, to plan a vacation, which might be a, you know, a week lead time or three weeks lead time, you know, when we're marketing 
Vermont as a place to live and work, that's a very big ask. There's a mm -hmm. lot of components that go into that. It's finding a job, it's finding housing, it's your spouse finding a job, it's childcare. So it's a much better, it's a much more complex task. One of the things I was really pleasantly surprised about is how many people have already moved to Vermont as a result of attending a state-to-state -state weekend. So one of the great examples is a woman that attended the, one of the very first uh, Bennington state-to-state -state weekends. She literally had job interviews lined up before she left. She was offered a job, went home a day later after the weekend on a Tuesday, resigned, and literally a month later she was here. Yeah. So again, these are very highly motivated people to move here. So one of the things I think that we've been able to do in Vermont is position ourselves as being innovators in talent attraction. And what we have done, we coined this state-to-state -state program, Economic Development Tourism. And so we see that tourists are actually a really viable pool of people who might want to consider living here. One, they, they love it. They come back a lot, come back year after year. They, they understand the weather. They like the skiing. Um, so they already, you know, check the box of being okay with the weather and yeah. liking yeah. it. Um, and so what we've seen is that of the, of the first four pilot weekends, 140 people were officially registered and came and attended yep. them. We had 10 of those folks already have moved here. Yep. Another 36 are actually contemplating, you know, job hunting and house hunting, really, actively really planning to move here. Planning, yeah. yeah, not just considering it. Um, so that tells us that we're really on to something. something. You know, yes. we've seen, again, as the national media attention has consistently grown, we've seen the, the membership and uh, the participation in the weekend. So for example, 2019 so far, we have close to 300 people that have signed up to come so to these Yeah, we've already 50% or 100% right. better than the, 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 the first, well, the first year, which is great. And, uh, and I think it was just really brilliant of you. We really framed it up. Remember, we would joke about calling it the pilot of the pilot, yes. uh, just to not get anybody's hopes right. up, but really it, it just kind of snowballed into success and we're only in year two so i'm very excited about continuing that program and just maybe coming back and reporting on that in year three um let's go down a micro level mm -hmm. uh, we've got a lot of small businesses uh, in vermont um, a lot of them are trying to reimagine uh, not only their brand to compete in the 21st uh, century uh, reimagine their marketing to compete with everything from airbnb to amazon to mm -hmm. everything else uh, Walmart, um, what would you say to that small business person, you know, one to two to maybe 10 people in their shop um, that they should be focusing on maybe from a strategic level, maybe it's a platform you're liking right now, uh, in the next six to 18 months that you say, hey, this is where I think small businesses need to be spending some time? So three things I think work especially well for small businesses. One, social media. Now there are all kinds of social media platforms. You just need to figure out the one or the two that work well for you. So if you're a florist, for example, you might decide that you wanna be on Instagram because it's so visually appealing. If you are a tech company, necessarily you don't wanna be on Instagram because Instagram is photos and videos. So you need to do a little research to figure out is it Twitter, is it Facebook, is it Instagram, is it Pinterest, is it YouTube? Find the one or the two social media platforms where your audience, you know, you know your target audience, who are the people that are shopping or buying from you or, or you know, or, or hiring your services. 
And then you need to figure out, well, where, who is the audience you want to be buying your services, your you know, goods and services? And then figuring out that audience, where they are on, online, because everybody is online. Mm-hmm. And then spend some effort focused on some social media. You have to put some dollars behind it. The way they set up these um, social media platforms and the algorithms, it cannot be done organically alone. Meaning you can't just post stuff, you know, put an article on Twitter, put something on Facebook, and, and people will, will find you. That's not the case, especially if you're a business. You actually have to put some advertising. Doesn't cost a lot. It's, the, it's really a fundamental tool for small business. The other thing I would do is email marketing. You have a group of people that are your customer base. You can create something, an email newsletter that's short, that's informative, that's educational. Give them some good content that, that they want to then open and look at, whether it's video. And so you can really grow your email marketing by offering exclusive content. If you're signing up, you know, you've already subscribed to your email newsletter, you get, you know, $5 off on Wednesday for your flower bouquet or whatever it is. So you give them some exclusive content and some behind the scenes or some extra tips or, you know, whatever it is, that's really very effective for small businesses. And then the other thing I say, I would say is Incentives. We mm. see this working with the state, right? The state has incentivized people to consider moving to Vermont. Totally works. It works from a perspective from earned media because, wow, Vermont's going to pay you $10,000 if you move here. <laughs> move here. Not really, that's not really true, but the, the incentives do work. People are getting reimbursements to, to relocate here. Mm-hmm. Same thing you can do if you're a small business. You can incentivize your employee, employees to refer people to come to your shop. You can incentivize them by partnering with other businesses. And this is some of the things that we talk about in the tourism space is you have to work together. And so I always encourage small, small business to collaborate with other small businesses. Okay. So if you're that floral you know, designer and you own a floral business, partner with the restaurant and you, know, you can display your bouquets there and you could offer as a sign up to your newsletter, you know, two for one dinner or whatever it is. Great. Uh, anything we didn't talk about, I mean, obviously we did, but we don't want to waste all of Wendy Knight's insights and in just epi- in this first podcast that we have with her. Obviously we'll continue to have you back as you're such a strong player in the state of Vermont. Um, part of this market, uh, part of this marketing podcast is really just in alignment with a lot of the things that you and I work on closely together. So we absolutely want to have you back. But anything we didn't touch upon as we kind of wind down the podcast that you think the audience needs to know? Well, I just think it's important to not be afraid to try new ideas, to not be afraid, um, you know, to to try something innovative, you know, to be. Yeah, a little, brave enough a little to, bullish. Yeah, yeah, and just to you know, just to really kind of allow your team to bring new ideas to the table and think differently, and not just do things the way you've always done them. It might not be working, and really sort of evaluate. Um, so to be to allow the team to be creative. Perfect. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for joining us on our marketing podcast. Safe trip back upstate, and uh, and for sure we will have you back on the show. Thank you, Matt.